Welcome back to the new EDU, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode today. It is a new day and a new episode. It's a new day, and I am starving. I know. I'm sorry. Wade decided I'm... to go and work out today, and three hours later, he returns home, an oh. hour later than we're supposed to start the podcast. Yeah. Did you at least work out with Noah? Not today. Okay, not well, Noah. then that, the time was not of value to you, so. T.I. was there, though, today. I, oh, I did okay. see him, and I did see him there. You know what we used to, you remember when everybody used to call Chevy uh, Hollywood? That's what yeah. I'm going to start trying to call you if that's what you're going to start bringing home from the gym, so. I mean, I don't, I don't talk about it. You asked me about it. <laughs> Asked you about one individual, and then you start name dropping. That's true. <laughs> All right, you guys. We are so excited that you've joined us for another episode today. We are actually going to do something fun and different for the next two episodes. We thought it would be really cool yeah. to interview our spouses, a.k.a. one another. So on this episode, Wade has the freedom to ask me anything that he would like to ask me. Oh, this is going to be great. And I will answer it. And then on the next episode, you will have to come back next week because then you will hear me interview Wade. Mm. and be able to ask him anything that I want to ask him. Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the new EDU. I mean, this is going to be fun because... Well, I started thinking about this and I was like, hmm, people want to know a lot of things about hope. And I don't think that's true. But. Well, they they do. I mean, pe people want to know about who you are, what you do. And you're really missing out, folks. Uh, really, you're really, missing, really out. missing out. But I, I was like, I was like, you know what? We, we do this podcast together and it's it's kind of a wasted opportunity because we never have that dialogue together like what they do on a yeah, I was listening to uh, a morning show, a sports radio show, and my favorite part of that show is when they have dialogue, they ask each other questions, and they just have that banter. So I was like, you know what? We've never really done that before, so why not dive in and ask all the questions? You know, Caitlin Bristow, one of the Bachelorettes, has mm -hmm. her own podcast, and she just got proposed to when they did a similar episode with like a Q&A. So I'm just wondering if there's like a big prize at the end. Surprise. They did what? How did they do that? Because she was with her fiance. And oh, they, they were, were like this? Yeah. And at the end of the episode, he proposed to her. So I'm just, you know, no, you've got big shoes to fill is who, all I'm saying. Who is that person? Jason Tartak. Who's that person? Somebody That's that was on The Bachelor. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. So okay. anyways. We'll see how that turns there out. There you go. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying I'm anticipating something big well, at the end of this. We're I don't know what married. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but. You can get a new ring. <laughs> You want to tell them about that? Well, th no, let's move on. Well, that that, that kind of leads into my first question. Oh boy, here we go, everybody. All right, here it is. <laughs> so, and this is about this is about us. This is gonna be good. This I'm, is gonna be I'm real good. I'm very anxious just to see what questions you ask. Long story short, Hope and I have been get dating f or been together for oh my gosh, since 2006, right? Yeah. 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 2006, we dated for four years. 
before we got married. And I think you know where, where I'm going with, with this. Uh, maybe not. Maybe, 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 maybe not. So I asked you to marry me. Not, <laughs> not once, but, but twice, guys. I asked, her, I asked her twice. She turned me down the first time. I want to really, I, I want to know the honest truth. When, when I asked, well, I didn't really ask you the first time. That first time incident <laughs> when that I happened, found the ring on the ironing board yes. in my room, and I was like, "This is so classic. This is so classic." Wade, oh I, my gosh, Chase, do you know the story? I want to know what was <laughs> Chase going doesn't even know through. The story. This is so good. An honest, what was going through your mind? Oh. When you found that. Okay. Well, first of all, I got to tell the story just briefly. Number one, Wade, as many of you know his story, he didn't have a family. He lived on his own. He basically raised himself, put himself through school, through college, all the things. My family, when Wade and I got very serious in our dating, my mom and dad allowed him to stay with us frequently and I mean, live in our house for like a period of time. Okay, it was so locked down. It was it was fine, uh, and we didn't care because no, that's, we weren't trying to live together. No. It wasn't like that type of thing. Our goal, our goal was to just to live a Christian life. To yes, to, that was very important. To do the things you're supposed to do when you get married, and it was it was really it was a really cool opportunity because I got to really know Hope and her parents and her family really well. I mean, even if. Go back in the Bible. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. My mom has to told do. me that if anything happens to Wade and I, which, yeah. God willing, it's not, that she would choose him over me. So that's where we stand. There but it is. But anyway, so you had to understand that because Wade actually, like I said, had his stuff at our house and he spent a good amount of time there mm-hmm. and would live with us periodically. And so I walk into my room one evening. It was an evening. And oh, yeah. I was going to go to... Probably work at Creekside. Creekside, oh, yeah, okay. that night. Yep. Because Wade had like five different jobs. Yeah. Anyways, I walk into my room. I remember it's dark outside. I don't remember many stories, guys, but I do remember this one. And there was an... The ironing board was always in my room because my the room that Wade stayed in was much, much, much smaller. Like mm-hmm. there was hardly room for anything. And so... um walk into my room and I see this box sitting on my ironing board. What, and was it really sitting on your ironing yes, board? Yes, it was. Why would I, I wouldn't what make was this I, up? Okay, what this was is I not, doing? You why know would I, I cannot do that? make up stories. So I see this box sitting on my ironing board and I'm like, that's odd. Like, I haven't bought any jewelry, and but I noticed that it looked like a ring box. And so I opened it up and 100% it was a ring. And I think that my heart dropped straight out of my booty, like to the floor, because I was like, what is happening? What is happening? The, no, I was like, no, this is not, uh, um, no, this is not how this can happen. Oh man, this 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 breaks my heart just thinking about it right now. My heart's and dropping because I, I remember You brought it. this up to make me look like a bad human. No, 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 so no, no, no. Anyways, no. Wade knows, and everybody who knows me knows, truth be told, I hate surprises. Okay. I freaking hate surprises. I like for everything to be planned. I like to know when things are happening. Listen, I know there's some good surprises in this world, like all those types of things, but I do not love a surprise. And so Wade and I had not even like really talked about this. We didn't really even have a plan for this. This was way too soon. In my opinion, I was panicked. And so Mm. 
what do I do other than, you know, I do not hold things back. Like what you, when we say what you see is what you get with me, I promise you, I don't wear my feelings on my sleeves. I can't, it's impossible. I wear it on my face. And so what I wear on my face, I usually tell you about. That's just, I'm an open, honest person. Yeah. And so I literally, oh my gosh, this is so I was bad. in the garage. So I was bad. I was putting on my, on my Creekside kitchen <laughs> shoes, getting ready to walk out. I was like, no, no. And so I don't just like put the ring to the side and like, oh, I'll talk to him about it after work or let me talk to my mom about this. She did not. I run outside and I'm holding the box with the ring. The box is open and I'm looking at him and I'm going, no, no, no. Like, no, I am not. That is terrible. But mm. that's just what I I just, that's just Man. what I felt on the inside. It wasn't that I didn't want to marry was, you. No. It, it was that it was like, what the heck is happening? And I mean, you know, that's what you love so much about me is my open, honest communication. But, but, but it was really weird because it wasn't... It, <laughs> Yes, she was literally saying that, but it was also like a in a love. I don't know. It was the I weirdest. It was the strangest. It was the strangest thing. It was it was in a loving way, and and I well, she she goes, what 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 is this? What what? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking. And then she holds it up, and I was like, How did you find? She goes, It was on the ironing. <laughs> I was like, so No, y'all, because Wade leaves literally everything everywhere. He can never find anything because he leaves stuff. And the and that of all things to leave like that's the that let's focus on yeah. that part of the story rather than me. I mean, I no. wasn't I wasn't planning on asking her anytime soon. I had just had it, and it was in my pants, and so I was changing clothes, I guess, and maybe I wanted to see it. I don't but remember. I thought, okay, so, so not to I make wasn't, this whole episode. I wasn't about to ask her. I just. I had saved up money and I needed to buy it before that money was gone. <laughs> Not to make this whole episode about our proposal. I thought you said, or was it another time that you said that you were about to propose to me and we got into an argument? That that was that day. <laughs> that was that day. So, so no, I yes, wasn't about we to argue. Couples argue people. Okay. So yeah, no, we, I rem oh, I remember this like it was yesterday. We were in the car with Hope's mom and we were in Anderson um, on the, on Clemson Boulevard or something, and Hope was just going in. I was Lit probably hungry like I am right now. Lit little did she know I was going to pick up a ring <laughs> later on that day, and that ring happened to be the one that she found I that mean. same evening. And so it was kind of like... Poor guy. Hey, if you still wasn't in that, I, it is, we are in it for the long haul. I was not... You know? I was not in... We we did not argue after that though when I came home from from Creekside. So maybe <laughs> that's because when I argue, I'm over ring. it and like my rebound rate is that of about thirty seconds. Like I tell you how I feel and I'm over it. So what was your so anyway? What was your okay, real, yes. So back to the question. What, what what were you really thinking? Probably that. I mean, I just I don't even remember having like clear thoughts other than this is not my plan. Which you know God always has His own plans and, and mm -hmm. those types of things, which I. 100% follow. But I'm like, this is not my plan. I hate, this is probably why I hate surprises to well, this when, day. You well, when you get engaged, it's always a just, surprise. So what's different from that than the, than the next time? I just think that I was not like expecting it and I wasn't quite ready for it. Yeah, I and, wasn't either. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. So I think we were kind of on the same page with that. Were we though? Because you had the ring on the ironing board. I was so saving I was just the like, ring. like, he's ready to go. Oh. Like, are we having the wedding tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, I'm always going to ask her dad first. Is which this something is, that you've been wondering about in your heart for a long time? Yeah, I thought you really hated me, but it's fine. <laughs> no, when when we really did, when I really oh, did gosh. propose, I asked her mom and her dad first. Obviously, her mom told me what type of ring she wanted. So there's a lot of barbecue that went into that ring. I say that because worked a lot of jobs in fried chicken. But yeah, and then it was all it was all good. And here we are, folks. Here we are. Ten years later, yeah. we just had our ten year anniversary. This well, actually, Last it's going to be eleven. 11. 
in July. So mm-hmm. here Since, we are. Yep. Um, great so, starting question. Great starting question. Only just 11 breaking, minutes into the episode. Just breaking the ice And there. we're on question two. All right, question two. My my second question is, obviously, you're, you're an educator, you're a teacher, you're a public speaker, you have these conferences, you do all of these different things, right? I've learned that, that people who, who really take initiative and they're, they're doing the thing that they really want to do, obviously it's not, they don't call it a job anymore. It's, it's just what they love to do, right? And you'll never work a day in your life. But to get to that point, we, we all, I think everyone has moments and experiences in their life that, that kind of prepare them for the day-to-day job that you do. What experiences have equipped you to be able to navigate all of these different aspects within your business? Oh, man. You know, it, it's literally so much of my life growing up and when I was in middle school and when I was in high school. And, you know, I was very focused on my faith and making certain decisions. And, mm-hmm. you know, I struggled a lot of times with, which is something that I still struggle with to this day, but struggled a lot of times with making friends and having friends. And I still am not one to have tons and tons and tons of friends. Friends meaning people that I talk to like on a daily basis, right? And so um, I just remember being in middle school or high school and, you know, certain friends and crowds would be doing certain things. And I remember being at home multiple times because my mom was my best friend growing up. And Mm -hmm. that has always remained true to this day. And I remember being at home, whether it was boyfriends breaking up with you because you wouldn't go do these things or go to these parties or they would leave you and go to parties with their friends or whatever it may be. I just remember being at home on certain situations and I can't tell you specifically what those events were, but crying and like, but mom, why? Why is this so hard? Why is this so hard? And she would always tell me, because God is preparing you for more. Because mm. God is preparing you for more. Mm. Because God is preparing you for more. And those that those types of situations and scenarios happen in middle school. Happen in high, I can significantly like remember specifically like being in my room where that ring was mm-hmm. on the ironing board in a specific spot in my bed. Like just telling my mom, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. When things got really challenging or tough, because I'm not one to cry often. So when I do, like it's like what is happening? And every time, whether it be in middle school, high school, college, whatever it may be, she would say, "I promise you, God is preparing you for more. God is preparing you for more." And it's so weird. And it, I mean, it is just a God thing. When I look back on all of the, to say this. I honestly would not look back and say that I have regrets or things that I would change about my life. Because as I look back now, I see that every single situation has like fit together like a puzzle. And it is like, that's what this was for. Whoa. Like, and I've had so many of those moments since I've gotten older. And you definitely don't see those in middle school, high school, and college. That's very difficult. But looking back on so many different things and just being like, that moment, that moment where I felt the worst about myself Mm -hmm. is what has prepared me for today. And I don't know how to describe it other than that, but I think that it's a certain amount of strength and a certain amount of, you know, because the things that we do and having a platform and I'm, I love being able to connect with teachers, but my, my goodness, you've got to have a tough skin and people make assumptions about you and people, you know, put assign titles to you that you're not and that you know you're not and that everybody that's mm-hmm. close to you or truly knows you knows you're not, but they're assigning these titles to you. And, you know, that, that can get really difficult and challenging. And I can see myself back in middle school, high school and college. I would be in the center of my bed if that were to happen today, crying to my mom. And she would be saying, God is preparing you for more. And so I honestly think, you know, that 
as we look back over life that a lot of times people will ask you, do you have any regrets? And I don't think that we should have regrets. I think mm -hmm. that we should look back at how our life has formed and shaped us into who we are today. And so it would be hard for me to say what experiences, because I think the whole experience of life is what shaped me to get to where I am today. And I mean, I've, I've lived with you for a long time now. And so, yeah, you have to develop a thick skin and you have to have that confidence, at least within yourself and hearing your mom in the back of your mind saying, you're going through this for a reason. But obviously those times in, in high school and growing up in college and middle school and whatnot, they, they definitely allowed you to overcome the judgment from other people, even though you you say you fear judgment, and that's what kind of holds you back sometimes. I really, 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 tr truly believe that you are you're super courageous and you, you you're you're fearless when you want to take initiative. And I guess the, the the other part of that, because I heard you talking, yeah, that's that's the now, right? Like you've you, you've gotten this, you you went through these circumstances. You were saying no because you didn't think it was the right thing to do, and you're still standing in your truth and you're doing those things. But the other component is, I mean, you were talking about your mom. How how has your mom kind of pushed pushed you into being who you are? What 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 qual I guess what qualities do you see yourself with uh, your, your your mom? Well, I would say it's my mom and my dad because I was going to say your dad too, but I was going to talk about him next. Oh, okay, well, your mom first. Yeah. So I mean, um, you know, my mom owned her own house cleaning business for. I don't know, 30 years. I can't, I don't even know how long. She, whatever she did, she was excellent at. Mm -hmm. And that still stands true to this day. Mm -hmm. And it's not because she's just been given all of these God-given abilities and she's just talented at everything. People say that about her. And, and I say that about her, but it's not even because, you know, she is get been given this talent. She strives for excellence. And, you know, even growing up, starting in, Oh my gosh, when I was in elementary school, I would start going with her on her house cleaning jobs and I would clean and she would teach yeah, me how to clean right. and she would mm -hmm. teach me how to do um, it the right way. Do it the right way. And my goodness gracious, if you missed a speck or a spot on a corner or a baseboard or a wind and I helped her a few times. It, it was, was hard. It was only a few times. She didn't have me back. <laughs> she got he got <laughs> fired. She said, No, I didn't sir. She said, if you're gonna be a part of my family, you got to go because you're not gonna make it long with me in this business. Yeah, that um, yeah, that wasn't very because good. Wade, when he vacuums, you know, it's like, oh, there's nothing there. I don't need to vacuum that spot. But my mother was like, You have to have the vacuum marks a certain way. And yeah. and I'm you telling have to you, go out back. Yeah. Anybody that's ever had her clean their house, they can never find someone else after her. All of that being said, you know, she ha has done the cake business and she did wallpapering and she has worked in churches as youth ministers and as children ministers. And just, she's had so many different hats mm -hmm. and so many different titles, but I can honestly, I don't even care if it's planting flowers at her house. Like she calls her yard, the secret garden. I don't care what she does. Yeah. It is a level of excellence. And I think that that is something that I have. And it's not even, I don't want to get that confused with like pressure. Like she put pressure on me to be excellent. She modeled it. Mm -hmm. She never put pressure on me to be excellent. She put, she never put pressure on me at all. She 
wanted me to be my own person and to find my own passions and to find my own strengths, mm -hmm. but what she modeled. Right. That's what I, and it's not even like, oh, I've got to level up to her. I've got to be like, it's just seeing what excellence does. And when you push yourself for excellence, what the outcomes are. And I've seen that with her. And I think that that's probably one of my biggest. Yeah. Takeaways. I mean, I would, I would definitely, yeah. Uh, double down on that. I mean, I see, I see your mom as being that person, but also see you as being that person. And you're taking that away from your mom as well. Um, I mean, if you're going to, you always say, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. doesn't matter if it takes a lot of time. And I, th I think that's a lot of what people just don't understand, especially people in our generation. They don't understand that you, you, you can't have that overnight or that, that uh, fast food, I guess, mentality anymore. Like it's, it doesn't, it doesn't work if you want to do something to the best of your ability. And that's one thing that she would all, there is the no details. overnight trip to success right. ever. It is hard. And, you know, I've seen both of my parents mm -hmm. and, you know, we, as a family, it's never been an overnight trip to what we view as successful. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that that's such an important yeah. piece is I never just expected that as soon as I certain I hit a certain age, I'm going to make this kind of money and I'm going to have this kind of job and I'm going to have, no, like right. that all comes with hard work. And let me tell you, excellence, and when I, I want to make this clear about my mom, excellence does not happen without hard work. And my mom, is the hardest worker. She'll I mean, she will get down on the floor and scrub people's dirt with her fingernails. Like that she is the hardest worker. And that's what I have associated to excellence. So if I want to be excellent, what do I have to do? I have to work right. hard. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I've seen from her growing up. Yeah, I mean, and I, I see a, a, a lot of the same traits too with your dad. I mean, um, your, your your dad, number one, he's, he's a Christian man. He's a great father. He's a great husband. He's also a phenomenal, phenomenal coach and has won many, many, many state championships in the state of South Carolina. Growing up, uh, I know that that you and your dad, y'all would play basketball together. He would coach you in these aspects. But what 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 are some qualities that you really, really because you and your dad are a lot more alike than you and your mom? Yeah, like y'all are almost identical. And uh, and you, you'll say that jokingly. That's why you butt heads, whatever. It, it is what it is. But what qualities do you see that, that your dad kind of exemplified for you that's kind of prepared you for what we do now? Yeah, my dad was always my coaches. I mean, track coach, basketball coach, you name it. A lot of times people think that, you know, oh, being the coach's daughter or whatever earned you some kind of great reward or fast track to, I don't know, being put in the game. I don't know. That is so not the case for my dad. And he always put, now when it comes to pressure, and I think that my dad would even admit this, I mean, he didn't really put pressure on me, but he had very, very, very high expectations of me, more mm -hmm. so than anyone else that he coached, more so than anyone else on our the teams that I participated on, whatever. And I would always wonder, like, oh my gosh, I would ask my mom and my dad knows this to this day, but I would always yeah. say, like, why doesn't dad like me? Like why when it comes to track and, and coaching and sports, like why doesn't dad like me? And she's like, he just expects more out of you. So for my mom, seeing that hard work, I feel like my dad really instilled that work ethic in me because mm. he mm -hmm. set me up for failure mm -hmm. many, 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 many times. And while in the moment that is not fun, I feel like that has led to a lot of my strength today is that not only did he set me up for failure, but teaching me how to recover from mm -hmm. that, teaching, building me back up afterwards, showing me that I can be resilient, showing me that I'm going to fall 
on my face, and I did many times in basketball games, extremely aggressive player, but that you're going to fall, that people are going to do things, say things, you know, about you, but you're going to rise to the occasion every single time. You're going to get up and you're going to try again. Like I remember in high school, you know, kids are just goodness kids I pray as a toddler parent but I pray even more so for Maverick as a middle schooler and a teen but um I remember kids saying that or calling me a ball hog specifically during one basketball season and I was like oh my gosh like I do I would never want to be titled as that ever because I I knew the importance of a team that was something my dad had also taught me and so um they called me a ball hog and I just again when we go back to fearing judgment and I hate when people judge me or assume things about me or tell me things about myself and then I start questioning like oh my gosh is that what people think about me so that was even true back then but I remember saying okay well if you think think that I'm such a ball hog next game I just won't even shoot the basketball yeah I remember this story and so um the next game came around and I was you're already hard-headed and I'm very hard-headed and I'm like I'll show you I'll show you I'm a ball hog and so I decided I was not going to shoot that game so (laughs) we got through the first quarter and I think that my coach my dad and Mickey Morton coach Morton they were both like what the is hope sick like does she not feel well what is going on then the second quarter came and we were losing terribly this is not to be like oh hope saved the game oh she's the only but when you're a shooter your team depends on you for that specifically and so I remember them calling a timeout and um, my dad was didn't come out to the court but it was coach Morton, Coach Morton and my dad was right behind her and I remember both of them just telling me that it, you never allow what other people say to have an impact in your life mm. when it's something negative that they don't know about you. And so, you know, I mean, even those types of situations that I learned from an early age, but just, you know, that work ethic, that resilience, that get back up and go for mm-hmm. it, that grit, that hard headed, that all has come and stemmed from my childhood. And I think that that's, you know, I mean... That's what you have to have to be able to reach your goals and, and what you aspire to be. Well, looky there, you did have an answer for my very for my very first question. I think you answered that. I was asking you what kind of experiences have equipped you to do what you and all of those things are absolutely true. They they have provided you the confidence to to push out. I mean, I remember the first time where you said, "Hey, Wade." I think I'm going to, I don't remember how much it was. I think I'm, and this is when we were teaching. My blog. Yeah, I, I think I need to, I think I need to start blogging and put money into this so I can sell these resources on something called Teacher Pay Teachers. And I was like, okay. And and your dad was like, how long is it going to take for you to make that money back? <laughs> but I knew better. <laughs> I think it was like $75. Yeah, and that was a lot. <laughs> for us, yes. Yeah. And so I was like, sure, go ahead, go ahead, do it. But it's, but you've always been able to persevere with with what you wanted to do, obviously you're not doing 5 million things because you don't. You pick and choose what you're able to do and you've gotten better at that as time has gone on. But I I definitely see all of those aspects playing out and into doing what you do. I mean, it's, it's scary to host a conference, right? I mean, it's scary to put yourself out there to be judged. It's scary to to follow what what you truly believe is the right thing, if it's for your students in your classroom or people in general. And so, yeah, I mean, I, and I love what you just said. You, you can't you can't not do something because people are saying negative things about you that aren't true. Like, holy cow, yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of us fall in that rut. Yeah, I mean, that's something that it's really crazy that we're talking and. 
kind of comes full circle, but that is really something that, you know, I share with teachers all the time that my number one excuse for myself or the thing that I struggle with the most is truly judgment from other people. Mm -hmm. And now looking back, as I think back on a lot of those stories that we're telling or just that, that making me think of other stories, I mean, that is something that I would be in middle school, high school, college, crying in my bed, like, mom, but why, why? And God's preparing you for more. God's preparing you for more. God's preparing you for more. And it's crazy to look back and realize that he literally was preparing me you know, from my recollection, because mm -hmm. obviously elementary school, that's <laughs> way back in the day. I know you remember things so well. I do not. But from my recollection, like from middle school on, I can see that preparation happening. Yeah. And it still happens. I mean, we're, we're learning every day. And I, I love that you said earlier, too, that you, you wouldn't regret anything like you, you in the moment you might. But later on, you look back at it and it kind of prepares you for what's going forward. OK, I'm going to shake it up just a little bit. What is uh, and this is just a random question. Oh, boy. That's Wade's random question sometimes. No, th th this isn't bad. Is there a food that I cook that you say you love, but you really hate? <laughs> I want to know. This is for, th see, Wade struggles with judgment too. <laughs> he struggles with silent judgment. No, I just like to please people he and does. make them happy. Oh, so word. I need sometimes. to know. This is in front of everybody. Okay, please. <laughs> please, please tell me. Uh, a food that you cook that, I say that I like, but I don't. No. Yes. There's really not. I mean. Because I'm an excellent cook. Okay. <laughs> what about, oh, and this is, mm, mm, and she's going to listen. What about your mom? A food that my mom cooks that yeah, I really like? Yeah, just think everything. Is there something your mom cooks that you just don't like? I really don't think there is, but I'm not really? like. Really? I'm not a crazy food. I, I'll eat cereal for dinner or, I mean, not right now because can't. I mean, food isn't my thing. So, yeah. like, because you're always like, I will, mom, you know what Wade says about you? He doesn't like your crock pot meals, mom. That's what Wade says about you. Oh, she knows that. But I hate crock pot. Because you're like, oh, they're so dry. And I just, that they kind of are. stuff doesn't bother it's me. Gross. I mean, <laughs> don't. Mm -mm. Yeah, she she knows that. It's fine. All right. All right. So, I got to get an answer out of you for something. Okay. What's, oh, what's, so you the, didn't have these questions pre-planned. No, I do. Oh, no, okay. no. The, the, yeah, I'm just thinking through them. You know, I can't focus, so it's it's what I do. What is um something that I do that you could change? What's one thing you would change about me? What? See, this is what I'm so bad at. I'm so bad at on it's the okay. spot. You could think when about it. When he makes it. me angry, I could list 75 different things that he could change. And right now I'm like, well, you, you I are, don't hold grudges, so I don't really think about things that- You were a little upset with that, me for being late in traffic before this Yeah, podcast. but you're not a so, late person because you get very angry when anybody's late. Time I'm, is a oh, very Oh, I don't, I don't mean big, that. I mean channel that- cha Channel that. But I'm already channel, moved on from it. I don't Channel that grudge. annoyance. Channel that annoyance. I don't hold annoyance. Oh, gosh. One thing that you do. I know there's a lot. And it's okay. <laughs> I know there's many. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Probably. Oh, boy. Give in to Maverick so much and literally, oh. like, hand him life on a gold plate, 24-karat gold-plated platter. Ah. Uh. But then it's like, a, you're such a great dad. So, like, it's hard for me to say that because oh. you're, like, literally the best dad ever. But some, that annoys me because then, you know, you're Maverick's favorite and mom's not. And I'm the one that that carried him for nine months. And I'm the one that had 100 plus stitches after. Um, that's not to scare yeah. anybody. It's fine. It's fine, ladies. But, you know, you're always the favorite. And that just, like, what? I've, I'm trying to work to be the favorite. You know? Okay, okay. Well, all right. So let's get back to it. Okay, we 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 got got a few more minutes, but I do have some more questions for you. Okay, I might think of something that. No, that's that's fine. Uses my toothbrush. I do. 
uses my toothbrush. That's what I, that y'all it will what? I want to have clean teeth and I can't find but, she stole my toothbrush. What? Nah, I would really never didn't. steal your nasty toothbrush. Like a toothbrush mm. like goes in between the crevices of like it gets in places that nobody else sees or wants to see or yeah, so Okay, I'll stop that. Okay. I'll try. Uses my toothbrush. Uh, I'll try. Yeah, we'll see what we can I have, do. I literally sterilize it every time I go to brush my teeth because I'm unsure if he's sure <laughs> or not. And so I'm like, mm. I got to make sure that this is clean uh-huh. and ready to go. So you you and I have been working together for a long time now. What advice would you tell people who who either work with their best friend, their spouse? What comes to mind? What what, what would you tell them? I mean, this is this is a tough one, but this I mean, this, and while you're thinking, I mean, th- this also goes with teaching. If you have, if you teach with your best friend, if you teach with uh, your your your, if your teammates have worked together for a long time, or if you're in the same profession as the other person, to have clear asks. Mm, give an example. So I think a lot of times the problem for me and a lot of ladies, and I'm not trying to stereotype ladies, okay, but we like say things in our heads and assume that you know what we're saying, even though we haven't spoken them out loud. (laughs) And so, you know, just things that we wish that you would do or things that we wish that would happen or things that we wish that you would do Mm -hmm. or I don't know. And so I would just say have very clear ask of what, you know, you need someone to do for you and what you Mm -hmm. need to be able to accomplish your task. But then on the flip side, have be able to receive that communication in return for what they need from you. Uh, And I think that that is what is essential to any partnership is that clear communication. That's one, but there's also a second one. And we've talked about this a lot on episodes and man, have I had to implement this since being a parent with Wade is assume the best because instantly when you start assuming the worst, that's when you start having problems. That's Mm -hmm. when you start getting into arguments. That's when you start holding grudges. That's when you start having, you know, issues where you're making up a whole narrative in your mind about another person based on your assumptions. That is so false, right? Um, But that's what we do. That's what human nature does in our mind. When we allow something to an annoyance or whatever it may be, come and fester and stew and plant a seed and then grow thorns. And so instead of allowing that seed to be planted, rooted, and grow grow thorns into this narrative that is a maybe an assumption about another person that could 100% and more times than not be a false assumption, um, start by assuming the best. And then that's after you assume the best, that's where the communication comes. Because mm. if you don't communicate after assuming the best, eventually you're going to have a weak moment and you're going to allow that, that seed to grow those thorns and to fester in your mind. And so once you something is bothering you, assume the best but go and speak to them while assuming the best. And that allows for good communication. And it's not perfect. And I'm not saying that I don't assume the worst of Wade sometimes. And I allow those seeds to fester and to plant roots and to to create a narrative that is false. But that is something that I know I see a very positive result in when I'm able to get a hold of that and communicate clearly. And it's and it's hard sometimes because I think as human beings, we, we go there because we're defensive and we, we, we want to look at the negative rather than the positive or even if it's not positive. I mean, it's it's just one of those things to where it's easier to fall into that trap. And so I think that's great advice for people who aren't married, I mean, and work together. I mean, that's that's just being a good human. So c- communicate 100% what you're trying to say and assume the best while you do it. That That's very powerful. I mean, I 
I love that that you love working out. Obviously, that's one of the reasons why I was attracted to you. Um, still am. You're you're athletic. You love sports. All but of those you, things. Okay. Yeah. You are sitting here saying that I'm athletic, but you question my ability to ride a bicycle. She cannot ride a bike. That is a lie. We j- y'all, Chase. It has been my uh, Chase. No, he saw me for two seconds, and yep. he's not even a part of this relationship. So okay, we are going to go out in the in the guys, driveway right after dr- this. It has been my dream. It has been my dream you know. since I was a little girl that my family and I would ride bikes together. And not only do we, but live- she can't ride a bike. <laughs> Not only do we live in a place where we have a Beltline that's an amazing place to ride a bike. It is amazing. I got the cutest darn bike you've ever seen. She just needs to practice and I'll it's get me one. It's purple and yellow and green. And when I post a picture of it on Instagram, y'all are going to think it's the cutest darn bike you've ever seen. It's it has the, a basket. It, Wade has already told me does, that I can't take I can't take what the basket's not been put on yet, but I have the basket for it. But Wade's already told me that I cannot take Maverick on that bike because he doesn't trust me, which is ridiculous. She, okay, um, I'm going. But, mm, mm, we, but we, I'm going to video it. That is fine. But he's supposed to have gotten a bike moons ago. And here we are. He still doesn't have a bike. And so he says I'm athletic, but he won't get a bike so that we can ride bikes together. And that's just my dream. So DM Wade and tell him he should get a bike. Okay. Anyways, moving on. You've attracted to me because I'm athletic. Yeah, okay. okay. I will get a bike as soon as she shows me that she can ride it like me. Okay. (sighs) Anyways, here we go. Why, Why sports? Why running? Why basketball? What drove you to that instead of... I don't know, dance. Aggression. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, yeah, I am not a I'm a very high energy. Very high energy. Very and listen, I okay, dancers, cheerleaders, like sure. Don't mm-hmm. I understand. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Hello, you're a cheerleader. You're passionate. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Dancers, very same, like very similar thing, but I have more of an aggressive passion. Like I I love to have that in that aerobic exercise. Like I've always enjoyed the competitiveness that sports offer. And I know, again, there's a competitive side to everything. But for me, I think, again, it was part of how I was raised. My mom would take me out in the stroller when she would go on jogs every single day, similar to how I do Maverick now. And at three years old, I would start asking to run with her. My dad would put me in races and comp. My parents, my dad played basketball my whole, the entire time I was growing Mm -hmm. up in church leagues. My mom played softball and they played volleyball together. Like literally I was raised in sports. And so, but that doesn't mean that you have to play them because my brother was also raised in sports and he chose, he he didn't go that route. He chose, uh, he was very into technology and different things Mm -hmm. like that. So for me, I think that, you know, first of all, First, it was my raising, um, but second, I just found a passion and an enjoy. I I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the. I was, was and am mm-hmm. extremely competitive, and I would do whatever it takes, whatever yeah. it takes to win, whatever it takes to. I mean, I wasn't always the first one, and I didn't always win everything, but I would try in my mind to do whatever it took. And uh, I mean, that's all, all of these things that you're talking about has. This is who you are as a person, and this is ha- and this is kind of developed you for what you do every single day and how you do it all the way back from elementary school to right now doing get your teach on doing the podcast doing these course do it just everything that you do goes into it and teaching inside the classroom I mean you you definitely see the competitive nature you definitely see the hard work you definitely see the 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 the, the moments that you pour back into human beings to provide that confidence, just like your parents did for you. The last question, or maybe one of the last questions, because we go on for hours, this is good. When we moved from 
Anderson, South Carolina, slash Pendleton, South Carolina, to the big city of Atlanta. What were you thinking, and what did you learn from that? I mean, the first thing is I obviously have never wanted to be away from my family. That has always been so important to me. My family is very small, and so I was very worried slash scared slash turned that into but I think my mom is going to be so disappointed if we're gone. That's what I kind of turned no, my own that. insecurities mm-hmm. into. Man, it was rough, though. It was it was a rough season. I don't know if you remember, but once we got here, we would... Uh, Kurt Brown has, was one of my oh, yeah. first friends and one of my closest Same. friends here. Mm-hmm. I remember he would say, why don't y'all ever stay in Atlanta? We can't hang out with you. You literally go home every single weekend. And I'm like, let me do my, let me, we let did. me do my thing. We, okay? would dri- we would drive back to South Carolina every, every weekend. weekend. Mm-hmm. Every weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this time Wade was working at the Ron Clark Academy, as was I. And so, you know, we were putting crazy amount of hours into work uh-huh. and into the classroom. Whew, so driving home on a weekend, I don't know how you did that every I almost weekend. Fell asleep but a few times. um gosh, I remember every weekend that we would go to come back, I would literally just cry. And that's when I had a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. a lot of panic, a lot of fetal positions in our old apartment, mm-hmm. which there were a lot of things that happened, but a lot of struggle. Like I remember one time specifically we were coming back from Atlanta and we were gonna meet Adam DeVico at Flip. Remember this? Uh, yeah. And the whole way back, I was having severe panic attacks. I was crying. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to get out of the car. Yeah. Like, I cannot stop crying. I, can, I can't I can do this. I literally can't do this. Yeah. And um, we got to flip, and I'm. it's like 10 minutes before they're supposed to be there, crying, sobbing, panic. And I don't know how, but I somehow made it through that dinner with um, Adam and Jacqueline. A lot of just insecurity, a lot of, I felt like my confidence was associated and tied to a place. Ah. And Mm. so I think that one of the things that I learned, you know, through that experience is, first of all, that you can do hard things because that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done Mm -hmm. is to leave my family, to literally come a place, come to a place. And y'all might be like, it's only two hours away. Okay, when you're working, you're behind off and you don't have time to two hours is a long time to take out of your day to drive somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it felt like forever. And that's just what it felt like. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was leaving everything behind. I felt like I had to start everything new. And I just, gosh, I didn't I didn't even have inspiration. It was so difficult for me. And I wasn't in the classroom that year. So that was also a struggle. But I think that I really learned that, you know, confidence isn't tied to anything materialistic. It's not tied to a place. It's not tied to a specific person. That it's that you create your own confidence and that you, you know, that's something that you should be, I guess, be self-aware to recognize that your confidence is the person that you are and should come from the person that you are in your character. And and, and what you overcome. And what you overcome. And what you overcame. And yeah. so, you know, I think that from that experience learning that, honestly, that taught me I can do anything because that was mm-hmm. probably the thing that I was most afraid of, the thing that I was most scared to do and was probably one of the hardest years of my life. And so I would say that it taught me that you truly can do hard things. And now here we are almost seven years later in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Almost eight. I, I thought think. we would definitely have been moving back moving for back. sure. Mm-hmm. But God had other plans. And I think that that's another thing that I learned is, you know, sometimes part of having a faith 
And part of saying that you trust God's will for your life is to trust it and to follow it. And Mm -hmm. for me, I did not want to. You know, obviously that was something that he had planned. And now I look back and I see all of the greatness that has come that's come from mm-hmm. it. And I wonder what would have happened if I had said no. Like, oh man, what would that have caused? So that, that, that would have been do man. it afraid. Who knows? Yeah. Do it afraid because I was afraid my life has been drastically different and changed because of it for the better. And um, so. and you've impacted hundreds and thousands of people because of it. So yeah, um I mean that's amazing. It's it's amazing, it's remarkable. And and I think it's one of those things to where we as people, we we all go through something like that in our life, but we have to make sure that that we use that to acknowledge what you've overcome and what and what you can still overcome and and not forget it because if you forget it, then it's you you regret it. So don't don't forget it, don't regret it because it's something that will inspire you later on. It will give you that confidence to be able to do the hard things do it afraid do the hard things that's it that's all you got for me well we're we're kind of out of time <laughs> i know but we could have a part two later on i've Maybe. got more i've got like five more really good ones so but... if y'all want to hear more of this you gotta let us know so yeah. tag us let us know send us a dm because we want to curate mm-hmm. and create content for you but we thought this would just be fun kind of a way for y'all to get to know us a little bit better and hopefully have some takeaways from experiences that we've had in our life That's or right. just have a good laugh with us mm-hmm. so thank you for joining us for another episode thank you for i'm not that exciting of a human being but hopefully yes, you, you got some some joy out of some of my life experiences that i've had living here with good old that's me way king trying to figure out this role of being an educator slash entrepreneur slash 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 parent slash human being yeah in this world good one but thank you so much for being a part of this community and again if you want to see part two and you want us to dive a little bit deeper into some more questions please let us know share this out let people know that you are enjoying this podcast so they can come along be part of the community too so we will see you next week where i get to ask Wade all of the questions. I'm on the other side and that should be a lot of fun. So we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye guys. The new EDU is hosted by me, Wade King. And me, Hope King. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfush. And edited by Andrew Weller with production support from Sterling Coates and Chase Mayo. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. The new EDU podcast is a 3% chance production.